So hanging out after the incredible show, dude, I, I gotta say, I've been to a lot of Edema shows over the years, and it was electric tonight, bro. Well, thank you, thank you, man. Did you feel the energy? I felt like there was a, a great crowd response, and yeah. the new blood, yes. and the new blood tour, and of course, we gotta kinda get into that. Of course. And talk about this transition. Obviously, Marky no longer a part of the band. And Correct. By his own admission and decision, yes. to no longer be a part of the band. Yes. No, I mean, like, uh, you know, if, if what it, I guess what it comes down to is if someone's heart is not into doing, you know, something that everybody, okay, like, I mean, me, Chris, Dave, Tim, you know, our heart is obviously in this and has been for a long time. Um, you know, like when we kind of told Mark, um, that what our plans were and where we were all at with the band um, and we asked him kind of point blank where he was at with it and he just you know yeah basically said that he wasn't in the same place with it that we were and that it wasn't really like on his priority list so he was just done and over it yes that was, that was you said it way better than I did <laughs> <laughs> done and tired of singing the, the tunes yeah no he, he's just he's you know, he's, I think, I don't want to speak for him, you right. know, I, but like, you know, he's, he's said to me, uh, to us that like, you know, that the song, the music was like part of his past and he's over it pretty much. Wow. Okay. So edema two, three, whatever, new blood 4.0 yes. and moving forward. And I got to say the the song's really connected tonight and awesome. the crowd was feeling it and it, it sounded like edema and talk to me about the plans moving forward we're, we're talking about maybe some live tunes right i uh, thank you by the way man like and, you. and you, you know you asked earlier like if uh you know how it felt on stage and everything and it, ha it has felt awesome you know and and like the five of us right now with uh with ryan shuck singing it's like everybody is super pumped everybody is pushing each other to do the next one better and better and better you know what i mean like we're all basically roasting each other night after night <laughs> to to you know improve our game and like you know so uh, and we're also pumping each other up too you know what i mean but um the, kind of like the uh the a soft outline for what the plans are this year was the the reconnection of the band with the fans you know um then 2020 uh, when we come back out, we're going to have new music, you know. EP, full length, what are we thinking? So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we're like, uh, that, and that's why I have to say it's a soft outline. So I, I, don't, okay. I don't know what exactly that's going to look like. We're going to make the music, we're going to write the music, we're going we're gonna to record the music. Um, Amir de Rock is going to produce. Okay. And um, I don't know how we're going to release it. But I'm just, I just know that if it's not like the best thing we've ever come up with, we're not putting anything out. But, but let me ask you this. Certainly, we would agree that Ryan is a different vocalist than Marky was. Yes. So is this going to be a different band? I think it's fair to say that, that the first two albums for sure were mm -hmm. under the new rock umbrella. Right. And... Is that the plan moving forward, or do we move in more of an industrial lane, or more of a rock lane with Ryan, who kind of ultimately has a different voice than before? Uh, that's a that's a great question. Um, we're 
this is the thing, like, and this is from the very first rehearsal that we had with Brian, because one of the things that we discussed that everybody felt this way, us and him, was like, even though we were all like friends for like 20 plus years, uh, was that, you know, obviously it's got to feel right in the room when everyone's playing and singing together. And here's the thing, like Ryan does have a completely different vocal style, but it's like the thing that I, you can't really like explain or, or categorize is that, or quantify is that when he's singing the songs like it feels the same like the feeling is the same it's the same energy you know even though it's a completely different style and so I would say that uh, of course like we're going to be doing uh, you know newer stuff or whatever but we're definitely looking to do music that's very true to uh, edema fundamentals if you will you know like we're, we're sticking to our roots so there'll still be some rapping going on. I don't know about that, but there'll be uh, <laughs> maybe not maybe that much roots. But I mean, like you know, kind of all the things that, that have always been a part of Adima, like uh, heavy guitars, heavy vocals, uh, you know, melody with like uh, also with you know cool like electronica. I mean, all of the you know big drums. I mean, like all of those things that we have always done. High energy music. We're, that's what we're doing, man. I look forward to it, man. And we'll certainly can do round two when that uh, happens. It's funny, I was showing uh, Mike earlier, I'll show Chris here and give Chris a chance to speak about this, see if he has any uh, memories. But we're, in, we're at the House of Blues of, of Anaheim tonight. But I wanted to flash back to probably the first time you ever played in, in Orange County at Chain Reaction. Do you remember that show, Chris? Wow, that's amazing. Was this 2001 or? I'm guessing, this, you tell me. I, I was hoping the back of the picture said, but it did not. Uh, that might be 2000, dude. Oh, so if that's 2000. In fact, that might even be 99. Yeah, this might have been uh, pre Lucky's. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember this, honestly. Okay, Mike was for I, sure there. No, I, I do, man. No, no, this I is. I you were there, Chris. No, you were definitely there, Mr. Chris. Um, this I was. So. This, it was at least dude, this is like days. maybe like our second show. In, in what city? Anaheim, California, Chain Reaction. Okay. Uh, right well, off the five freeway, like a block from Disneyland. Okay, you know, I will say this that, uh, it, that, uh, I, those first, the very early days, uh, the very early shows in our career were, were uh, almost 20 years ago, right? So 2021 is our 20 year, uh, it's not a, it's gonna be an anniversary, not, not a reunion, it's an anniversary of our 20 year, right? So that was 20 years ago, and I'm the oldest guy in the band. <laughs> so it, it, I'm a little hazy, but of course, I mean, I was there, we're, we were rocking it, you know, chain reaction. I, I think the band, like, I that guy's shirt in the background, I think, is who you opened for that night, if that helps. Can you read that? The, no. The, but I, I, can, I can see... The Jeff... Oh, the Wilson. Jeff Tucker extravaganza. Does wow, we opened for the Jeff Tucker extravaganza. Yes. I think that's I, why I made sure to take that uh, picture with the, the guy's shirt in the background to mark who you guys were playing with. I, I haven't seen Jeff since that show, I can tell you that. <laughs> he looks great though. <laughs> let me let me bug Chris for a second here since Mike's been doing doing the talking no here and, and uh, maybe lighten things up, obviously. Uh, looking outside of Edema for a second, going back to your roots in Brides of Destruction. Well, I actually got into Brides of Destruction because of Edema. We were on the main stage of Ozfest and and the second to the last day uh, Tracy Guns. So I knew Tracy Guns. We all did. 
and, and uh, he just called, from the scene and, and basically he hooked up with Nikki they called me uh, we were at the time Adima was on the main stage of Ozfest so Mikey will probably remember this when he brought Donna DiErico out to a couple shows and him and uh, they came on the bus Nikki and, and his wife at the time were, were partying I knew your face would light up when I said her name mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know it was good times we just we, we had a bunch of fun uh, uh, Nikki and, and Tracy during that band it was really good but you know the thing is is they were getting super busy and we were about ready to start touring for Unstable so it just there's no way I could do both and and, and I was actually the first guy to leave and then uh, actually John Karabi left first and he's in Dead Daisies now yeah well no I think he's even out from that I think they got Glenn Hughes now singing in that band really he's even out okay Glenn Hughes is playing bass and singing in the Dead Daisies now okay well John Karabi was actually a guitar player in the band when I first started okay him and Tracy playing guitar so who was it that approached you to joining the band? Tracy Guns and Nikki. Nikki, uh, both of them. I got to ask the obvious question with the timing. What do you think about this reunion? What do you make? I think it's awesome, man. I, I think, uh, you know, they're one of those bands that I see play, uh, not retiring. I said it was a hoax when they said they were going to retire two years ago. Are we They've dumb? Done it three times. The, 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 the Cure's done it three times. It's actually brilliant. You say, hey, we're done. This is our last tour. So everybody goes and sees you. And then you just go tour again whenever you want. So we should never believe a band ever that says they're going to probably not i wouldn't i mean now you know you can't believe motley crew look at slayer just they called just it a career. did a reunion tour too so they're kind of like they wouldn't they didn't even wait a few years it's like three four years was it three years ago that I last think, reunion i think tour? so okay. I, I remember buying tickets i'm 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 that burnt scorn fan ex-girlfriend uh, right now i'm a little era? bit they're my two favorite bands. Definitely really? the Motley Crue from that era. Heck yeah. I, I, you'd have to, I guess, uh, I'd have to go Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, uh, Def Leppard. Does, do they have any any of those bands, Tommy Lee, any of those drummers, have any impact on the way you set up? Tommy Lee's my favorite, yeah. He, he had a lot of impact on me. Uh, I used to watch their videos and listen, and then I'd kind of like look in the mirror to see if I was doing his moves right and stuff like that. <laughs> Dude, I set up pillows. And like, you know, yeah, would play sticks on pillows and try to set it up like a drum set in my room and play along to the videos. He toured with the Dima in Methods of Mayhem in in 2002. uh, And, uh, you know, he was super cool guy, man. Yeah, he's he would be my main influence. Me too. I noticed that the flat toms, the way you the way you position the toms and the hi-hat length. Yeah, I I tilt them a little bit. He he's he makes them his are more. Uh, uh, straight? You say straight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flat? Flat. Okay, flat. His are more flat. Yes. No ride symbol, bro. While I'm at it. Uh, because we we haven't uh, played. If we play promises, I'll bring the ride in. Mm. That's the one I play the ride mostly on. So honestly, like I don't. If you really listen, I uh, to the songs we played tonight, I don't use the ride that much. Any ride in the future music? Are you thinking of about? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, we, we already have been working on a few new ideas, uh, and the one in the studio where when uh, Amir was with us the last time, uh, I was using the ride. Mm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Nice big heavy 2022 20, inch ride? Mm. Depending on you know what, what the producer says, but I, I, I w- if it was my choice, I'd say like a 22, yeah. Nice thick, thick guy. Heck yeah. Let me get you guys on this. This is a little game I like to play as we wrap up here, because we all know the big four. Speaking of, of being a fan of bands and stuff, right? Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. We're talking about Slayer retiring now, one of the big four retiring. So I came up with kind of like the evolution. If that's the big four, I want to take that from like the 80s into the 90s for what I call the flannel five. 
So I want to know your favorite individually off of this list. Are we going from one? Let's see if we could agree on one. Yeah, I'm curious how it's going to break down. So the flannel five consists of, and not that this is a tour or anything that could happen, I just want to know your favorite out of Nirvana, Well, that was going to be number one, Nirvana. Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. In order, put oh, them in you, order. No, you named them. Number one, you got to pick one. Oh, out of all those bands, we have to. Do we have to agree on it? No, no. individually. You can go first. Okay, uh, number one, I'm going to go Stone Temple Pilots. Wow. Number two, I'm going to do Alice in Chains. Tell me why STP won. Oh, dude. I, okay, well, the DeLeo brothers are true, true. are massive influences on me, dude. Like. Uh, I, it's hard to say, man. Like the, it's it's so rock and roll. Like their music's always been so rock and roll, but also so trippy. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's just, they, you know, each record really did feel like its own animal. You know? Uh, yeah, dude. No, it's one of those things I can listen to at any point in time ever. Give me a STP tune to play on the radio. Ooh, how about? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, here's the one from. Uh, I think it's from. Music. What's it called? Dang it. Still remains. Okay, digging deep. Give me, give me a radio jam. Oh, sorry. Uh, no. Uh, how about? Uh, well, how about the one that pretty much started it for me, which was Plush. Plush, dude. I played Plush in my band playing drums at the high school senior pep rally. We played Plush in front of like the graduating class Sick. when we were graduating that year. That's right. What would you be your answer, Chris, out of the so final I'd five? I put uh, Nirvana number one, and mainly Dope. because seeing like, you know, we've all seen it. How in music genres change you know Uh especially if you go by like the radio or whatever you go by uh you'll see uh waves and genres come out like our genre is coming back right Right. people are are loving listening to to our era you know just like we love listening to the 90s and they were the first one where you saw like the huge obvious like boom whoa i mean i ever i I even hear i think it was even jerry Cantrell, maybe or or maybe no 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 actually it was uh warrant who janie lane said man i knew something was changing when i went in my a and r guy's room and he had a nirvana poster up and he had taken ours down yeah oh the sign of the sign of the times changing of the guard music was it kind of like for us it was i remember it was more probably like like the emo stuff start coming in when 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 we were maybe and like the modest mouse and that kind of stuff. Yeah, 2005, 2006. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of all the names of the bands, but but it, it changes. And so Nirvana to me was was like a huge like whoa that uh, you know just uh, I guess inspiration. They're a huge inspiration. Then I'll go Alice in Chains. Then I'll go Stone Temple Pilots. Killer. And last one, just to just have some fun with the evolution of that because I got one more of the evolution. But uh, I'm going to ask you for a specific one, but I'll give you just the evolution. So if that's the flannel Me five, and Mikey know Jerry Cantrell. Yeah? <laughs> but check this out. So if we go, if that's the flannel five, we'll add one to it and go to the, like the late 90s, early 2000s for what I'll call the new metal six pack. Okay. Dope. And this would be, this would be Rage, Corn, Linkin Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. I just wanted to say that to you guys, but I really wanted to hear a story about Chester. Who I know you guys spend a ton of time with. We could probably give individual stories if you'd like. I'd love you know? to hear whatever you have to say about him because I, I miss him sorely. And I think the way to keep him living on is by telling stories and memories. Yeah, no, dude, we talk about him all the time. Mine's uh, always 9-11 when we were in Germany Oh, I saw them. that post about that. Tell that story. That's always... Uh, so, Tell that story. So in, in, uh, in 
2002, right? Was it 2002? Uh, 2001. 2001. Okay, so in 2001 on 9-11, we flew from JFK, uh, I believe it was on the, on the 10th. Or maybe it was the ninth. However, it was it was no. Right. It was definitely the like like when we landed. It was the eleventh. So yeah, we got off the plane, and I'll never forget this because I went in my hotel room, still didn't know. Got to the venue, and we walked in, and I remember Chester uh, waiting for us and saying, "Man, you guys got to see this!" And there was this little fuzzy TV in a back dressing room. We were playing that night. It was uh, Lincoln Park, Adima Puddle of Mud. Oh, okay. And we were on tour together in Europe. So, uh, you know, he showed us on this fuzzy uh, TV. And, and then after that night, we went back to the hotel and, uh, you know, all our band and, and uh, you know, Johan, Chester, uh, Mike, all, all those guys were uh, hung out with us. We, we Obviously, we stayed up late because it was such a shock and, and uh, the impact of the, the whole thing and, and the tragedy. And, and we experienced that together. So that's something I'll never forget. And, and uh, to me, you know, he was an awesome guy. You know, yeah. it's always going to be missed. Yeah. Mike, you got a good Chester story? I, I, mine's just like a, a, a quick one, but it was just like the way that he impacted us. Like we met him when we were recording our first record and when we were at, at Henson Studios. And, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> we met him at, at Henson Studios. And like from there, they ended up, like he personally. That's right, you did the first time at Henson with yes. Orgy there too. Dude, it was crazy. And Ozzy was there, Stevie Nicks was there. Uh, also, Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah, Paul McCartney was there. The Colt. Yeah, no, it, dude, it was it was crazy, and this was like our first record. But like, uh, so, but he actually like had us open for them at uh, the Palladium. That was like one of our our first like shows after we got signed. And I remember like he like actually like like sat kind of like behind me. They sat behind me like while while we were playing, and I was like, oh, dude, I kind of felt the pressure. Chester was sitting behind you the whole time. Yeah, but it was awesome though. I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> was he rocking out the really whole time? Cool. Yes, totally. It was it was awesome. I remember an odd story that you guys probably don't know. I was at the uh, video shoot for The Way You Like It. It was at the Mayan Theater. Yes, sir. Nice. And he had a little cameo in that video, too. Yep. At the end of the video, him and Johan. Yeah. Uh, yep. Awesome <laughs> video. You know, what's funny is, like, at Terry invited me and me and my friend Jason down to be it and got us up front and I watched that video frame by frame and never got in one frame of it but I always remember Dave <laughs> tripping he got caught in his pants and ate, ate that was crazy falling down that was crazy I remember that too <laughs> well what's crazy about that is that that was a part of the video where where they said hey look um, we're gonna do this one shot. We're just shooting Mark or whatever, and so like Dave, he's just like dude, just going totally Richter, like it's 1988, and then he like falls through the stage, <laughs> like right where they just said like we're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> like in front of him, like, there's like all these extras for yeah, like. Yeah, I was hilarious. one of them in the crowd there, and he got up like nothing happened, but everyone was just busting up. It's like you can't deny oh, that, dude. dude. When you eat it, you eat it. Like classic, <laughs> dude. I think they had to like get some dudes to help out. Oh, uh, he he pulled it off pretty well. Like w the reason I was laughing is because you know he just kind of was like, it, like you said, it was no big deal, you know, and just this uh, he was he, he uh, Dave's a good sport, man. Yeah, loved Boy, it. It was awesome. 
Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios,